0: Good morning. This is Barbara Lampson, Minnesota River Valley Master Gardener, and with me this morning is my fellow Master Gardener. Karen Wright. Hey, Karen. Every once in a while, we get something that is just too good to keep to ourselves. We want to share it with the rest of the world. And that happens to be an upcoming meeting at the State Hosta Society. As a matter of fact, let me tell you right now, it's October 28th, and they have got this excellent speaker coming in. His name is Rob Marco, and he is going to talk about how to grow hostas. Everything you want to know about America's p- most
1: popular perennial. And you know Barb, I love hostas. I'm in the Hosta Society. I've shown hostas and now I'm on the Hosta Board. And let me tell you, they are an awesome perennial because they do so well up here in the north.
0: Yes, they do. As a matter of fact, it's not just here. They grow well all over as long as they're getting some shade. People in the South, though, they are amazed. When we,
1: when I went to the National Convention, Barb, it was funny because they would look at my leaf and said, how did it get so big? Because they have all that heat, and hostas don't like all that heat. So no. they, they can't grow them as big, and nope. and they're just not as luscious as we have. So we're very fortunate in that manner.
0: You know, we always want to know, what's the new trend what are the hybridizers doing? And this is one of the things that Rob's going to be talking about, the new trends in hostas. And I suspect that they're going to be talking more about hostas and containers because more and more people... Moving into townhouses, they're probably not able to garden at all. They're not allowed to. And so all their plants are going to be those that they raise on their patio. So I suspect that might be it.
1: Another trend is the red petioles and the purple petioles. Where yes. That means that's the part where the stem that goes up from the leaves and in some of them even have the color into the leaves. So they've got some that with more reddish looks on the leaves and more purplish looks on the leaves because generally hostas are green and they might have like a white edging or a yellow edging or even the streaks and that's of course always an ongoing trend. But the other thing they've been breeding for are new flowers because generally the flowers are, eh, you know, they're nice but now they're getting even prettier flowers on them.
0: I don't have a lot of hostas. I got rid of mine because I had so many problems with slugs and I just decided Life was too short for this, but there were some that I just couldn't part with, and one of those was Rainbow's End.
1: That's my favorite, and it was a 2021 pasta of the year, by the way. Right. The Rainbow's End is just all, it's like streaked. It's got all these beautiful, it's almost like, looks like a rainbow of different green shade.
0: It has the most interesting foliage on it because it's so smooth, and it's so, the texture almost looks like glass, Mm -hmm. It's it's just really, really interesting.
1: You know, there are over 4,000 varieties of hostas, Barb. Yes. So when I had the hosta tour at my place this summer, and I have 200-some varieties, and some people say, whoa, that's an awful lot. But, you know, really, that is nothing. And I've met people and gone on tours of people that have 1,700 different varieties. And, I mean, it's like a collector's thing where you have so many things to choose from and it is so amazing. And you know, you can still be planting these into the fall. They're hard to kill. I know some people say you should cut them off and you really shouldn't. You should let no. them grow and they will get the what they call the end of summer ugly so they might look bad, but what I do is I will then mulch them for the winter after the first hard sure. frost, the leaves start to look a little blob <laughs> and then cuz they freeze. And I will mulch them
0: well. One of the things that happens when you cut the flower you take the flower scape and you cut that off, it puts the plant at a disadvantage because when you do that, the plant sends up another Mm scape, and that takes the energy that should have been going into the root. And so don't do that. I was doing that before. Now I don't do it.
1: Right. Do you mulch yours for the winter as well?
0: Yes. Yeah. Everything gets mulched.
1: Yeah. And after the first frost, though, is when you do that. Yeah.
0: Right. You have to wait. And if you do have hostas in pots,
1: you can't just leave them out in the middle of nowhere. You have to bury them in the soil so they don't get that freeze and thaw or they don't get like water sitting in them because they can get crown rot so easily. So I know I've got some that's in pots. Actually, I'm going to be taking it out and I'm actually going to plant them in the soil or I'll bury the pots in the soil.
0: Yeah. You know, if you just dig a row, you can just put a whole line of things in there, just making sure that you cover it over. The, so no part of the pot is sticking out. Then, right. Because you're right, you don't want water sitting in there. I think hostas are fairly easy to grow, except for slugs. That was my main problem. But you know what? I have used
1: slug-o. It's an iron phosphate. It's a, it's a mineral, and that yeah. has helped me. And you just have to be diligent about that. Don't forget, coming up, if you want to learn more about hostas, it is on Saturday, October 28th from 2 to 5 p.m. That will be at Bachman's in the Heritage Room. That's up at the City's. That's uh,
0: 1610 Lindale Avenue. And they always have a great time for questions and things. I'm sure if you'll come, if you've never been part of this before, you are so welcome to come absolutely free. Find out more information at mnhosta.org. If you want any kind of information, contact the Extension Service. This is Barb Lampson along with Karen Wright, wishing you happy gardening.